0: You are now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Jamel Thompson, co hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready, progressive action is now live.
1: Aggressive action radio is now live. What's good, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on, cuz? Chilling, man. You know, last week it was crazy because Jonathan Beatrice came in, right? Uh huh. And he blew up the whole no assault thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> for for De- the cleaners. Yeah, he definitely blew them up. You know, all of a sudden, Derek Atchavira, he just disappeared. Really? Yeah. Any other time he he's tuning in he's he's chiming into our group, okay. Trying to correct us on stuff, but now he's MIA.
2: Right, he's MIA, but didn't but didn't uh, he speak about you in the recent union meeting for stations?
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand. We're not even in the same department, and he you know he talked about oh you know people trying to come at me on Facebook and you know talking about me, you saying, know saying my name and all that other stuff.
2: You know what is it with these guys? First it was Willie Rivera and Tommy McNally. And from T.A. Surface, and now it's Derek Echeverria, Stephen Chan, and all like all these people in other departments is getting
1: at you. Like, what do you think that's about? I'm a threat, right? Progressive Action is a threat. Yeah, they attacking me though. Like they just ignore you. They attacking me. I, I guess it's my stance that I take. Oh, okay. And well, it, it's hard to deal with. They can't control me. I hear you. They it's, it's too hard for them. Right. Well, see, I smack them in the face with my with my intelligence. Yeah. Because basically there's no argument when I get finished with you. Yeah. I mean they, they don't argue. They just it's bitter, it's pettiness what they doing. Of course. You know what I'm saying? They they don't have no fight and then this whole thing with this uh putting transit workers, conductors on the front line to deter crime, to curtail illegal activity, meanwhile assaults is up for the whole MTA. Of course. You know, Pete Donahue, the 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 union's high paid journalist wrote mm-hmm. that himself on a union website yeah you know what i'm saying so why would a union rep put members on the line you know what i'm saying and also in that grievance it said that we would do public relations we not we don't do public relations there's a difference between public relations and customer service people hear these words and decide to throw them in and I could, I can imagine how it went down. Oh, you know, we go tell them that we gonna deter crime and we gonna be good public relations, and management just shut them down. How management have the best interests of the of your of of the workers than the union do? Management said no, we got NYPD to do to curtail the legal activity. Exactly. Shout out to management. Of course. <laughs> and then you And then you gotta understand something, folks. No matter
2: what, management and I and I take my hat off to them for this. They don't want to be held liable for a lot of things, and see that's why they'll tell you, you know that you know that's why they'll express that transit employees are not there to deter crime, and we're not cops. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Because we're not equipped to handle, and we're not equipped to detain a suspect.
1: Yeah, and you know I, I think that she possibly could have got that conductor in trouble when she mentioned in a grievance that a conductor held down. A, a, a thief Until police came Now what if that conductor Would have hurt that guy That wasn't his job no, That's the first thing Transit would have said mm-hmm. I won't be surprised If they asking to pull him Out of service mm-hmm. Behind that And then You know Just recently her, her Her Friends They come and try To support her But she happened Not to tell her friends About the uh, Job action That she pulled That's actually Against the contract And against the Taylor law and PERP, it's a job action. Exactly. She could have got the union sued. If the, it, it, only reason I say that management didn't do anything, because it didn't affect service. Right. But you you take 18 flaggers, and you do a job action with them. Now, picture coming to Stillwell, and you take 18 conductors and do that same job action. 18 conductors, no trains moving. <laughs>
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> it would have been a whole bunch of people out of service. Uh-huh. We would have got fine, and they would have said it's contract year, they starting up their stuff already. That's right. And something like that is serious because, right, it's a contract only because
2: it's a contract year, and if the media gets the wind of something like that, yeah. they'll blow it out of proportion. And, and them,
1: they'll be like, oh, Lord, them, GW is at it again. Them Gothamist the dudes. Exactly. <laughs> they crazy for it, MTA. They got a hard-on for us. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But you, she, she, she don't be thinking. She don't think, like, logically. Everybody don't got logic or to think critically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She, she she could be smart, but I don't understand. And even with the, the job action that she pulled, she stepped on other union guys' toes to go flexing her muscle, even though they had it worked out already. She went to go do her own thing. Right. But I, And I was explaining when I did the article and I said Samuelson need to get a hold of his administration, people was like, but she didn't run under Samuelson. Y'all don't understand. It's a difference between the slate and the an administration. Samuelson is the president. This is her, his administration. He's supposed to know what's going on. The, vi- the, the chair and the, vi- and the vice president of a department is the two highest positions. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, he's supposed to have control of them. I think they should take away her grievance rights until or, or give her a mentor or something because we're going to get in serious trouble.
2: Yeah, or either that, you know, basically get sent away to class or something like that, because basically that's what should be going on anyway. Every, you know, all of those reps should have some type of training and have classes that they attend, and you know, and basically, you know, when it comes to negotiation, when it comes to doing grievances and things like that, because no matter what, you got to know when to do those grievances, you know, because those grievances can come back and shoot you in the foot, you know. That's just like you know this thing with in in buses. Where they have the permanent bulletin now to where you can only do three consecutive RDOs, now basically, that hurts you a can't man- do. huh? You can't do. Well, you know, you can do three you, you can't do
1: three consecutive RDOs. You can't. What do you mean you can't? They stop I think they stop. You only could do two consecutive RDOs. three you can't you can't do three. I think that's the three they cut off. That well, was the big argument.
2: Well after okay, well, after three. I believe that you can't do no more than three consecutive rdos well
1: i thought they said two i thought that was the argument about no three well
2: what? it's it was the thing was before the way if you did more than three then basically is it it, it's something in the contract that that was basically enforced you in know in slipped a, under the rug it slipped under the rug <laughs> and it went to arbitration and just like we said when you when you throw things to those wolves
1: that's all they look at is the black and white yeah. that's it and and what, what the chair need to understand when you fill out grievances it's three types of grievances. Discipline, contract, and the other one is what? Work rules. Medical, medical, medical grievance, medical right? Medical grievances, yeah. There's no grievance on what I think is right or, or what's, what's morally right. It has to be written down. It has to be black and white. Don't ever say that you're going to use conductors to curtail legal activity. <laughs> That's not in nowhere any one of our contracts. You know what I'm saying? And the police, they there to protect and serve. They not getting respected. But you want conductors to get on the line for that? People, don't, People. a cop could be on the bus. That person go pay their fare. How many bus drivers a day, customers don't pay their fare? Go up to the Bronx. <laughs> go up to the Bronx. Every last one of them I know
2: say they got people that just walk on the bus. Yeah. You know? Oh, 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 oh. Introduce the guest, Jamal. All right. Well, I think yeah. I think our commentary has to come to an end now. So what I'm going to do is, you know, this is like a little bit of a. Uh, last week we had our station show with uh, Jonathan Beatrice, but this week, well, not but this week, it's basically like a continuation of that. Uh, basically, we have the station's department all up in here. This, you know, tonight we got uh, re- our returning guest Jonathan Beatrice, and we have uh, Miss Jamel Chisholm, and we have. Miss Andreva Pender, all from the stations department, who, who were representatives, who well, who are representatives of the stations department. So, what we do here is progressive action. We say, ladies, first, please introduce yourselves to everybody.
3: Yes, I'm Jamal Chisholm, our former division chair, shop steward, and activist, still activist. I brought along here Andreva Pender. She'll introduce herself, but Andreva Pender comes with. Lot of experience under
4: her belt. Okay, I'm I'm Andreeva Pender, former v- I'm Andreva Pender, former VP of Station Department, currently retired.
2: Wow. Okay. So how many years were you on the job? 29 and a, half. A, 29 and a half Okay, it's a long time. Uh-huh. So you started off as a as a, a cleaner, or you were always a clerk? Always a station. He's always a clerk. Okay.
4: Oh yeah, you're right, clerk.
2: Back at yeah. the back in that time, it was it was railroad clerk. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: And my until recently, my past would always say railroad clerk. So when they tried to tell me you're a station agent, uh-uh, you see what this pass says.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs> and it's and it's and it's a better sounding title too, mm-hmm. railroad clerk. You know, yeah. because this is a railroad, but they Watch think this that. is but they think this is Thomas and Friends. That's what they think. <laughs> <laughs> you know basically okay so Miss Chisholm tell us tell everybody about yourself how many how many years do you have on a job
3: I have 17 years on a job um, I have I had 10 months as a station supervisor level one and I came back um, to stations um, and I came back with a whole lot of how should I say uh, 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 an experience of seeing what the other side does, what management does, and then what our hourlies do. And it it was just, I just stirred it all together and I was like, wow, we are really misrepresented when it comes to our union reps that we have down here right now. We are in the dark. And that has to be, who has to be held accountable for that is Samuelson it is this it, it makes no sense whatsoever um in our department uh, we have derek Echeverra, who is the vp right now and we have um joe Bermudez, who is the division chair and it is in shambles management is running amok in our department
2: wow yeah i mean that's what we that's what we hear a lot a lot of yeah. a lot of cleaners uh, we have a few cleaners that that email us and text us and say yo this is what they're doing they're 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 abusing us. They're making us, um, you know, basically clean a whole bunch of cars. And it's just basically human abuse, not even employee abuse. This is basically human abuse. Mm
3: -hmm. You know. Management is manufacturing discipline at this point right now. It is manufactured discipline. Um, We have time in attendance that is out of the, I mean, it's out of the atmosphere here, atmosphere. Mm People are not are not not being told that time in attendance is for the record only, and it only becomes time in the street when you take it to arbitration. So you should let the members know what it is that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. You just don't tell them stand st- stand um, tall. If you know that there's something missing or whatever, try to mitigate the problem or try to mitigate the situation. Don't sit there and stand up and say, yeah, we could take this to arbitration. Because whatever goes to arbitration, that's going to be dealing with your pocket. Definitely dealing with your pocket. Um, I just want to say
4: two things. You were right, Jamal, when you were saying about the officers being trained. In the previous administration, all new officers went to school. Uh, they were sent to school. What was it? I believe for two weeks to get that training. Okay. National and Labor College. The uh, thing of it is, with um, the discipline, particularly time in attendance, people need to know that since Transit has a system of progressive discipline, you could always take it on paper and still end up fighting for your job. You know that thing where it's for the record only you know some people see it as a panacea but you get written up for enough times and you get that final and then they finally write you up for dismissal you can be fired and have never spent a day in the street on time in attendance
1: yeah it it seemed like at two broadway they, they starting that dismissal and they working their way down from there and it's crazy well,
4: you, you, I think that may be partly because you have reps who don't know what they're doing. Um, I know I was listening to, I think when you had Mr. Staley on, yeah. and you were saying how, you know, when you do a hearing, you come out of there, it's not going to be anything but a re-instruct. That was my thing, too, when I was division chair, and particularly i go over to uh, revenue. And I'm looking at these cases, I'm doing these hearings for these people, and some people are getting a warning. Some people for the same infraction, same amount of time, say late, three days. So the uh, person who was in charge with that at that time, he tells me, well, they've been late so and so many times because my thing was, uh-uh, re-instruct. Just like you, mm-hmm. you giving me a re-instruct. I look at a, someone's day history, and I see it's clean I want to re-instruct don't and he would tell me well you don't know how many times they've been late I don't give a flying because that's your problem you didn't put it down on paper (laughs) as long as I see nothing on paper I want to re-instruct yeah and when I also when I do hearings sometimes they tell me oh well we're giving them this much time because this is a major okay I, t- I reach behind me, throw the contract at him. Show me where it says that. Because, you know, the contract says when it talks about majors, it says this, this, and this, but not limited. It says, th- you know, not limited to certain things, but it still has to fall within that same framework, be- even though it's not specified in the contract. Yeah. Okay, like if you steal. It has to fall into the same severity as... The theft for you to say it's a major okay so what the guy forgot to increment the machine that's a major no
1: you know you think that need to be cleared up in in the future contract because i believe that transit is sophisticated enough to say what is major specifically and what is minor mm-hmm. and they need to say major you getting this amount of days in the street right. your first defense you get this second offense you get this third offense you get this it needs to be more specific yeah Uh, instead of you going to two Broadway and it's a big question mark like I tell people if if the government ran a the law ran a system like this you Mm -hmm. jump the turnstile how you feel you go to court you don't know if you go get a ticket or you go get five years in jail that's not fair
4: this is true but don't you think that that has a downside because if you have a specific punishment for each infraction Whereas a lot of times now you go to a hearing, if you have a competent rep, you can get that discipline lowered or thrown out. But if you're going to specify for this infraction, you get this much time, so on and so on and so forth,
1: Yeah, but you I, know, I, I, it, could I, be,
4: it could work against you.
1: I think that is working against us anyway, because at the end of well, the day, we got if you have
4: incompetent reps, of course it's going to work yeah, against you. yeah,
1: yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah. We, and that's all that is, it seemed like down there. I ask every week who's kicking ass at two Broadway. Nobody don't say anything.
4: <laughs> because no one is. <laughs> <laughs> you know? tell you, I was um, I did hearings down at Two Broadway arbitration for six years. Jamel here, Miss Chisholm, did it for three. In the six years I did arbitration I only had four people lose their job where we couldn't win it. She only had two. So it's like we both average for the three, our three-year term only two people in the three years.
1: I would love to know the stats now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
4: as a matter of fact, I've had them say that um, I, I did a case one time for a, I think they were both train operators but anyway, it cost transit $250,000. Okay. And it was all because, and I wanted, because these people had been kept out wrongfully on, uh, an, I don't remember if it was an IOD or, but they weren't allowed to come back to work when their doctor said they could. And these these were people who regularly did overtime. Hmm. They got all that back pay.
1: Wow. Did you file a medical appeals? Or was no. That, was, was that...
4: uh was it a medical appeal yes it was yeah and then there was uh you know transit has certain unwritten rules because i did a case for about 20 guys and they've got they ended up netting between them half a million dollars Mm,
1: wow because
4: transit kept them out of work but these were people who had bitcoin to eap transit has had an unwritten rule if you've been in EAP, we don't want you to be a clerk. What is EAP? Employees, Employees. Assistance Program.
1: Oh wow!
2: Basically the pro- the drugs. program drugs exactly <laughs> <You got laughs> the program. Yes. <laughs> so they
4: didn't put these people back to work. I got them back to work and got them all the back pay.
1: Oh wow, that's good, Mr. Beatrice. Hi. You over there, quiet man. Look, it's your show did very well last bad. week.
4: Yes.
0: <laughs> very good. Thank you.
1: You how was the yes. feedback?
0: A uh, very good, like you said, uh, the issue that got the most attention uh, was the fact that the union put out in an article on their website that uh, the cleaners assault bill was passed and now it passed into law, and that's that's a dangerous untruth because not only are queeners out there thinking that they're protected and then if they get assaulted they're going to they're going to find out they're not protected but even worse that that gives that law a lot less of a chance of passing because then if Cuomo never signs it if it if it dies in in committee and uh, Cuomo never signs it everyone's going to think well it's already a law and then when you go back to lobby day year after year and try to fight for that bill to get passed you're not going to get anybody to push for it because everybody's going to think didn't they pass that law there's a law there's a law isn't it it passed it passed last year the union said so and that that got a lot of attention it got it got some attention at union meeting today and i had they we were arguing back and forth they were saying it passed the senate they even on even on facebook Harold Haywood um, cut and copied and pasted uh, the text of the status of the bill, and even then, it said that a different version of the bill passed the assembly and was sent back to the Senate. (laughs) It said that you use that as proof that it passed the Senate and the Assembly. <laughs> I no. said I told I told him as I wrote back, it's right there what you copied and pasted. That it <laughs> that sent back to the Senate. And even even if it did pass both houses, which I actually expect it to pass the Senate because it has apparently has bipartisan support. One of the co sponsors is uh my state senator who's a Republican. Yeah. Um not to dis not to uh discourage people from pushing your state senator to uh to vote to to put it to a vote, uh, even though from what I was told the Senate reconvenes in January. Uh, but even if it did pass the Senate, a bill doesn't become law until the governor signs it. Yeah. And you know this this governor that gave us one and two percent raises and used our uh, used our contract to to. Get our deal Patton. squared away to undermine Long Island Railroad uh, negotiations and threatened layoffs to state workers with yes. with uh, and who, who did if they didn't agree to zero zero and zero. I don't trust this man <laughs> to, to just go ahead if the union says well we think Cuomo's going to sign it. I don't we can't trust. Cuomo like that I don't blame I don't see him as a a solid friend of working people I don't blame
2: I don't blame you because basically this is the man that uh, brought us tier six to New York State exactly and brought us tier six exactly and the same man that spoke at the uh, Democratic National Convention this evening and brags about how he how he's basically you know New York is a progressive state and what he's doing and he's doing this and he's doing that I'm like okay so Talk about tier six. Tell everybody about tier six. Tell everybody about the 156 billion dollar budget that you know is basically more than countries have never seen that type of money.
3: Or, or why did he veto the veterans bill last session and then passed it this session coming up? Why right. did he do that? That made no sense whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I don't know what that's about. You know.
3: <laughs> and we're trusting this man. Well, he probably yeah,
4: goes exactly. do that
1: with the assault bill too. Exactly. You know. <laughs> Well, you he, probably try to pass it when it's time to, him to run again for something. Right, got,
0: exactly. I think there was a lot of uh, outcry, and a big. Uh, it was a big outcry after he after he vetoed it. I think that's why he went ahead and signed it. Well, later he on. he
1: has got he has been accused of being racist by um, State Assemblyman Charles Barron, who was here and actually said it on the show. Wow. Yeah, He said the guy's racist.
3: So you show your true colors.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that be going on up there that don't make it to the to the public and, and the press. So when you got an inside connect, you will hear what's really going on. Right. And he he don't have the best interest of of you know working people. You know that we that we feel. And you know it's crazy. I want to know how competent is our reps because um, for them to post copy and paste the bill, the steps of the bill, and see that it was sent back. The senate like does samuelson even know this because samuelson is quoted on the website is that judges and prosecutors shouldn't hesitate on using this new law what is the law <laughs> but the <laughs> law i mean the law's not on the books because it wasn't signed yet. Uh, exactly what is the law exactly what, what 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 can they hesitate to use
2: and what i want to know is does that law cover all cleaners it e-
3: should co- cover even
1: all. even in buses yeah, because it specifically
3: say it's terminal
1: this. car cleaners.
3: Well, we're not. Our cleaners are not terminal car cleaners. They're right. station cleaners. Right. So, so y'all come from right. stations. So right. the the, I mean, w-
2: the cleaners who are
1: in the barns, they belong to CED, right?
2: That is right. correct.
1: Right. So I, I think it said terminal car cleaners to be specific. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to check
3: that. Exactly. got to check it out. check that language. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> we're, uh, we're saying this is um, for all cleaners. Where, like, this bill is going to cover the station cleaners, and being that the terminal car cleaners are now under stations um, rule, so I would think it would cover all of them.
2: Yeah, but see, you got cleaners and buses, and TA surface, and in, in, in the depots, so that's, I just want to make sure, does it cover everybody, you know?
4: But I would think if, if push comes to show, Chancellor would use that terminology, because it, oh, well, this is not a terminal cleaner, car cleaner.
2: Exactly. Okay,
4: to to wiggle out from un, under something, because that's that's transit's MO. Of course. Because they're going to say, you know, it's, well, that's not a terminal car cleaner, so that language needs to be fixed. Right. Well, well I, have, I mean,
2: either transit or the def- or a defense attorney that's worth their salt. If the if the if the perpetrator was a hire a serious defense attorney, they would use that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have,
0: I have the text of the bill in front of me um an act to amend uh yeah an act to amend the penal law in relation to assaults upon station cleaners and terminal cleaners okay okay. so it is both okay so that makes
2: right station cleaners and terminal cleaners but not bus cleaners (laughs) cleaners. (laughs) (laughs) well i think maybe it's it's caretaker (laughs) (laughs) no it's not caretaker
0: with all due respect to all our cleaners uh I, i think it was the bill was designed uh to protect cleaners that have to deal the most with the general public Public. when you're in like those that work in subway subway stations uh terminal call car cleaners that work at stowell avenue and 95th street where the trains let out people and you're you're cleaning around uh the general public and and station cleaners that are in the stations all day
1: I mean i think that everybody should be covered right it it shouldn't be separated that's how that that's how all these divisions happen you got these guys with maintenance away they they could bank 12 avas we only could bank eight and all this it's too much division it should be one line for everything that's right
4: well you're absolutely right and that's part of the problems when um they do negotiations because you don't have one vp saying to another vp this is, here, here's our list, this is what we're asking for. Okay, so that everybody's on, on the same page. You also, because I've always felt that anything that was common to the entire population of uh, transit workers, like sick time, time and attendance, AVA's, that's across the board, that's not something that should be um, negotiated departmentally. Oh, if great. one department gets it, then the other one should, and, you mentioned 12 days. Well, in in RTO and CED, they can bank as many as 14. No. But the yeah 14. The RTO. 14, oh no not, right. RTO, no, not
2: RTO, but not RTO. Okay,
4: but CED, yeah. Oh right, I'm sorry. But um, the problem with that is, the way they negotiate it is tied into how good your sick record is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's better for your VP when you go to the next negotiations to just try and get you a couple more days. Yeah. This way you build up to that rather than say, give them to me all at once, because then they're going to do like they did in CED and tie it to your time in attendance.
1: Yeah. See, one thing that um, if we earn the days, we should be able to bank them. It shouldn't be no limit. Bottom, You're b- absolutely b- right. B- first and foremost, and FMLA, I'm going to bring this up. After you run out of your earned time, everything but sick, you can't use sick, but after you run out of your time, Mm-mm. no,
3: you no, no. Sick. What you can't, um, you can use FMLA, your sick time if you're yeah, going yeah, out if I, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I'm talking about like for somebody else.
3: Okay, just right. like I just,
1: I just had a newborn, right. so they was like, you know, you could use your, your, or your, or time. time. Now, what my accrued time could be, because I mean, um,
3: vacation.
1: Yeah, I know vacation. AVA, AVA PLD. But why can't I bank as many AVAs as I want? because i'm gonna run out i ain't gonna have i don't got 60 days worth of time
3: because management they have unlimited AVAs. yeah i know they get a, to bank them. a
1: tss told me he had 90-something mm-hmm. avas right well i believe
2: under their current contract they do have a because it used to be unlimited for supervisors but now they they have a, a, a ceiling now i believe their avas in their current contract is 96. like i said i may be off on a number i know between AVA's and OTO time, the numbers are 96 and 108. So, you know, that's how much, you know, they were able to bank up in their bank. So, but that's a lot.
3: But the reason why they're able to do that, too, is because they're denied, I would say, about 75% of their AVA's when they put in requests. If the coverage is not there, you're not going to be granted that AVA oh really yes so that's why they're able to bank so many avas and able to accumulate them avas really fast
2: oh okay Mm -hmm. well i guess it varies by department because in dispatches and buses they could take off at the snap of a finger yeah rto like that too yeah them tss they get off easy exactly because there's always people extra Mm -hmm. people willing to do overtime. overtime so that's so i guess that's why it's like that you know but um yeah, you know, basically there's no reason why they can't raise our banks, and it's it wouldn't cost them anything.
4: No, it because it's not like if you don't use the AVA's, you know, you're going to get paid for You're, you're not going to get paid for them. Right. If you can only save eight, everything else you're going to get paid for. So it's, it's really ridiculous for them to put a limit on how many you can... Bank.
1: Exactly. Well, It's the same thing the slave masters did to the slave. <laughs> you got to keep, you, you got to keep reins on them or they go run out of control. Wow. I,
3: I got to ask this question. Have your department in, in MAPSTOA and you and RTO, have y'all started um, contract negotiations?
1: Samuelson said contract negotiations won't start to November. The question is, have we started mobilizing and organizing? Well, not, what the union no. did not, <laughs> I got
2: I got an email from the union, and it's another survey. Matter of fact, it's the same survey that they had put out some months and ago, and it's mighty funny. After
1: it, I criticized it. They upgraded. They they, they surveyed. They upgraded the survey. You saw the survey,
2: <laughs> yeah. So they have you know. So they have a new survey out. I didn't fi- I didn't fill it out, of course, because I already know. I said my piece already, you know. But um, but yeah, basically, no. Um, in that department, they don't talk about the contract. They're not. You know, they didn't do a shop gate, you know, so there's nothing going on as far as I know.
1: And Samuelson I- said he's been organizing and mobilizing the past seven years. It's a contract year. We haven't seen him yet. And I heard they taking off for the summer or they off now or something like that.
2: Well, yeah, they off now from what I understand. Yeah.
3: Well, in our department, we came to a vote and we said being that it was a contract year that we didn't think that the elected officials should take off. But I haven't seen at the union meeting any of our contract demands. We should at least start putting something together on pen and paper, saying what it is that we might want to go for, and departmentally.
2: Departmentally, right. Right,
3: what we might want to go for. Yeah. Uniforms, maybe be able to uh, wear shorts or something or another. It's really hot or whatever. Yeah,
1: why y'all can't wear shorts? Y'all ain't going to the road bed.
3: That's a good question.
1: Because bus drivers wear shorts.
3: The uniform um, committee, I... I samuelson has a uniform committee i would love to um send them off an email he, well, he
1: also have a women's committee Where they <laughs> <at>? I, <laughs> 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 oh,
3: we had one i don't want to boast but when we were in office we had a very good uh, uh women's committee that was headed up by anita clinton
1: okay oh yeah i seen anita today that's crazy yeah
3: and she i mean she did a, her and rochelle they did a phenomenal job of getting all women together of the different departments and it wasn't just about bathrooms You know what i'm saying locker (laughs) Locker rooms (laughs) (laughs) we had about you know there were programs for domestic violence um you know women in um starting to set up the women in non-traditional jobs and women who were put in some of these jobs while we were still in office Mm -hmm. it was tackling the the type of difficulties that they were inquiring um as being in these jobs i don't think there's any backbone or any support of the women who were allowed to finish these programs under Rogers um, regime
2: so now, it's like. now what I want to talk about is because this is something I talked about before and I guess it's a um, in the stations um, in the stations department um, well now everybody orders their uniforms but maybe you can answer this Andrieva. Um back in the days where did clerks get their uniforms from the the
4: um when they first started with the uniforms you had to go to i'm sorry when they first started with the uniforms you had to go to um the distribute you know the manufacturer and pick it up and it used to be in queens i think i know the stop you got off so it was someplace near there was um rockaway boulevard now they mail your uniforms to you which is right and,
1: and, and they was crazy about that is that they took a conductor out of service for not having a uniform he didn't receive. They sent him home. Yeah, still well, they sent him home. Right. Now so they make the now they make them wear their vests. Because none of the new conductors got shirts. Mm. So they now they gotta wear their vest on top of a a generic blue shirt. Yeah. Just identify them as conductors. Listen. It don't even matter. Look at that transit guy that keeps stealing the trains. Somebody want to do something, they go do it. But can
4: I ask you something? Because I had that problem where, you know, poor quality um, material. So, you know, if you're not, even if you're skinny, you know, pants rubbing in the leg. Yeah. And I had told, did this person say to management, hey, I don't have this shirt. Or whatever. Did he notify him? Because how I handled that, I told supervisor, superintendent, I needed pants. The uniform company was refusing to send me anymore because it was not time for my next allotment. I solved that problem. I wore green skirts. (laughs) I wore jeans. I wore whatever I wanted. And I also would keep a pair of pants in the booth to show them because I just got tired of patching them myself and I didn't see why I should have to you know because it says in the contract that transit will supply your uniform Uniform. so if the uniform wears out it's your responsibility they quickly got me uniforms you you want to hear something crazy because they told me well you should wear something dark at least (laughs) and you know what I did
1: yeah, held it. out my hand because I'm
4: not going to buy
1: squat. That's it. You can say what you want to say here. We ain't got to edit it. Exactly. I see it. When, I see you <laughs> wanted to come out. Let it come out.
4: <laughs>
2: and you know, I, I asked about the uniforms because, see, this is something else that they got rid of. Okay, and they used to have uniform rooms. I know for buses, they used to um in TA surface. There used to be a uniform room. That they used to share and go to with rto people and it was out in queens and northern boulevard in the, yeah. in the steinway area somewhere and then a map store yeah. it used to be up at up in the bronx at the old at the old uh, walnut depot that closed down so what i'm saying is you had a uniform room where you had a, a seamstress in there where you could pick out your clothes and nine times out of ten they had it it was never out of stock you you get you had your alterations done right there on the spot and so you and so you never had a problem with the uniform and they, and they again they always gave you more than more than enough and so you didn't have to worry about that so like i said when i came to the job 16 years ago they had those stupid red mcdonald's ties i remember i couldn't stand that okay and like I, you know but i'm saying to myself why would the union allow them to get rid of the uniform rooms I can't figure that out it's you know and again see now uniform room going back to that it would save on stupid discipline like that because my thing is I hate this discipline I hate this discipline system and it's a beast and it's a beast that we can't big beast that we can't get rid of but we can keep gut punching it by putting these things in place
3: but that's where it goes back to um, manufactured discipline when Roger was in office and most people will not agree with me But we had a thing called the General Line Managers Program. And this way, we were trying to put labor relations out of business, almost in a sense, and have discipline dealt with a superintendent there, and the clerk there, and a union rep there. And see if you could work things out, as opposed to, like you said, something like that, having a a shirt that, that wasn't um, TA issue and you're pulling somebody out because it's not TA issue that to me it costs management you now got to fill you got to um, probably fill that job over time are mm-hmm. um, putting the other guy out you're sending him off so he taking him off the clock so who is this really really you know like do is this really really necessary that we do that
2: some people want to make names for themselves right it's not it's, it's not necessary but like I said with
1: this discipline system a lot of people have jobs. I'm gonna tell you, let me tell you what happened with this conductor. He come he come to work, he wear his pants off his butt all the time. So they told him to pull his pants up. He said, "Transit, issue me no belt. I don't wear belts. <laughs> issue me a belt and I wear it on my and I wear my pants." Okay. He's 100% right. <laughs> Y'all give me everything else but a belt. Get give me a belt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, but they what they could do. Uh-huh.
4: Well, that's, you know, one of the problems too. We in trying to educate our members, so that they know, hey, if they come at you this way, you tell them X, Y, Z, and you know, it, the problem is, and I know in stations, we used to get new hires, the cleaners, and the clerks up at the hall, and we go over stuff like t- time and attendance. Watch out for this; these are the pitfalls and various other things. I don't think that's happening. People aren't being educated. I used to tell people, look, you got this contract because we made sure every new hire had a contract and a rule book. Read section one, section two, and in our case, it was 3.8 that pertained to station's department. I used to tell them, you got this book here, you don't have to read the whole thing, but read those. I, and even with telling them that, people didn't bother. Pe- people didn't bother to educate themselves, and they needed to because we, talk, we spoke about how people go to hearings and they have poor representation. If you read that contract, you'd know your rights. So you could tell that person, uh-uh, put the brakes on. I'm gonna do my, this myself because you don't know what you're talking about. Or you could stop and say, uh-uh, the contract says
3: blah, blah, blah,
4: because
3: yeah. they haven't read it.
1: Yeah. They
3: don't, but They that's, don't do it. But that's why we have our, like, if you took on this job to be elected in a position, then you, that should be your job is to read this Bible. The the CBA is a Bible to me. Mm -hmm. And you got to make sure this Bible is protected and that your members are protected. And Mm -hmm. if you do a a shit poor job of it, this is what we're going to be getting. As a a supervisor, I used to look at all the daily notices. We get a daily note. And I would see the discipline coming through there when people were fired um, pending, you know, fired for arbitrator's decision, you know, the arbitrator. It's like they were never fired without the arbitrator or resigned. It was like fired, um, you know, after the the, after the um, arbitration hearing, you were fired. And I'm looking at the list and I'm going, wow, we lost a lot of members. A lot of members were fired. Wow. i couldn't believe this wow. it would never happen you
1: know you you brung up something earlier um putting labor relations out of business i think they got a method to their madness though that's why they start off so high when you go down there dismissal 25 days 30 days because they know that you're not going to accept that so the more steps that go by the more you justifying more jobs going down the line all the way to the arbitrator
3: right but that's out of progression Remember, minors are the only things that I mean. Majors are the only things that would cover a dismissal. So it has to be something really bad. And they don't follow progression. And it doesn't follow progression. But as you're saying, you're, you're like, well, for little side things or whatever, people are, are they're starting them up high. Then you're not abiding right. by the the the, the, con- the, the 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 contract.
1: Yeah. But and I, the
4: person I, representing you should know it should know this and be put, you know, calling the halt. Well, that
1: you, you got well, you, you got union reps going down there telling members be happy that you only got i, I got know you 10 <laughs> i know,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nah, bro you gotta come on you got i mean you, you i've heard c- horror stories and i mean i'm not with the authority anymore but i've heard horror stories about how they go down the two broadway and the rep tells them oh take the oh. discipline yeah excuse me no yeah. no 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 no
1: no now now in my department we got um a new chair no experience only a shop steward basically you know got on by popularity and she been giving members grief so about give her time because she learning my thing is this (laughs) when was your induction date Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying when they when they see my car they be like oh you just started working for transit how you get a car like this i always tell them my date of birth and my induction date is two totally different things you know what i'm saying right so (laughs) So yeah. you know that you go run for this, specific, this um, particular position. You was not put there. You put yourself in position to run there. When did you start studying that contract? Yeah. When you won? Mm-hmm. It's too late.
4: Well, I know. I don't remember her name.
1: Speaking to the mic.
4: I'm sorry. I don't remember <coughs> her name, but there was uh, somebody in station department said one time. I'm gonna read the contract because I'm tired of them calling me dumb. Oh, I know who that was. <laughs> and she had been elected. Excuse me. She had me? been elected. That's you were right. supposed to have done that, you know, before, as you said, before being elected. Yeah. Huh?
1: Yeah. Cause because she was actually getting called Google Queen and because she was answering stuff on Facebook. On Facebook, it's easy to Google mm-hmm. something and get the time and, and the answer. But when you in the when you in two Broadway in a meeting, you ain't gonna be in your laptop, hold on, let me go Google this <laughs> and, and and see how this gonna work out, see what kind of answers I get. And there's no real pressure on you. But now you a chair, you got people calling you down the line and then you know, they like, Oh, call somebody else before you reach me. This ain't the White House. No.
4: Yeah. And <laughs> Whoever
2: you, I reach, I'm talking to. Right. And you know, it's all about interpretation also, because You know, when people, because there are people out there who read the contract and it just makes you wonder if they're dyslexic or not. And I'm not making fun of people with that type of issue, dyslexia or whatever, but I just wonder, what did you see when you saw that?
4: You're absolutely right, because when I was VP, uh, the director of labor relations was always calling me and telling me, well, the contract says, I used to tell her, Cynthia, read it again. (laughs) Your management, you're going to tell me the contract says, no, it doesn't.
3: You can't your read. Yeah. This is what it says. This is
2: what it says. <laughs> just, exactly. Just like,
1: just like the big thing with uh, Toussaint giving up the no layoff. Oh, clause. Oh, the no
3: layoff clause. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm oh like, my what, goodness, what man, part of the contract I are y'all looking, looking at? Exactly.
3: We, as um, Jonathan, as he was explaining, and I think it was toward the end of the show, when he was saying about he filed. Um, this was the loadout. We went to a meeting back in April, I think it was. <laughs> no.
4: I'm sorry to cut you off. It was, um, it was March, March the 10th. Okay, March 10th. Okay, tenth. when they were going to lay off all those clerks. Okay. And Samuelson wasn't doing anything, but they're giving lip service. People were there, and he was telling them, oh, no, it's just a rumor. And I went to Arthur Schwartz. I told him, you need to file an injunction. Of course they lost at when they did that injunction because the person who was VP of stations at the time Maurice Jenkins he sat there and see the attorneys know the law but they don't know they're not necessarily <coughs> well versed on our contract exactly. that's why when you go to a hearing you have a rep and you have a re- an attorney right. yeah because you know the um you the should house. know the ins and outs of your job mm mm-hmm. right. And the attorney is there to state the law. I mean, he knows something about the contract, but sometimes it's beyond the contract. Right. (laughs) And they lost, you know, that injunction being to stop the layoffs, but they lost it because, and I know for a fact, that Maurice Jenkins had the information he needed to have that judge sign the injunction because I handed it to him on... um, (coughs) What was that? The 29th of December well, when he came in dates. my office. OK, I handed it to him and the arguments tra- the authority made were nothing but lies. As a matter of fact, maybe I think it was like three weeks later or maybe it was a little bit longer than that. I read an article in the paper in the New York in the Daily News, it was buried back on page 17, small article, where the judge says she realized now she was bamboozled by the authority. Wow. But it was too late then, because people had been laid off in the whole, you know,
3: Michigas. They, they made the contention. They, I mean, they made the statement that the only people that they were laying off were people in SCAS booths. They were people in non-revenue booths. Mm. The people who were in the non-revenue booths were old, old, old-timers. Nothing but old-timers. Right. So when they laid they the work. people off, like Jonathan here, who actually had a five-day booth, you left a vacuum there. Mm-hmm. And that vacuum, they, he wasn't even at top pay. Most of those people weren't even at top pay. You left that vac- uh, vacuum open. You were at top you pay. Were.
0: I oh. was. They laid off so many clerks. I had five years on the job. Okay. That was back. That was back when you went to top pay after. Three years. And then you didn't have to wait five years. <laughs> <laughs> he made sure he sure specified
2: it. But, you know,
4: <laughs> you, I keep telling people, you know, it's always been my feeling and my contention that when you go to contract negotiations, it's the union's job to get you more benefits. And failing to do that, if there's no way you can, you don't give up anything, you maintain the status quo.
1: Exactly. Right. But, let me ask you something. Do you happen to know where this 30% go when it's
3: 70-30? In transit pocket. Pocket, right. Basically. That's crazy. It's a discretionary fund. Mm-hmm.
1: That's crazy. Cause it is crazy.
3: You hold the member up, um, either be out without any money, right? Take yeah. your 30 days mm-hmm. or whatever you have. Take your, your lumps. Or you can work, slave wages. We, you get 70% and we get 30
1: I want to know how much money they make a year from that.
3: Oh,
4: I'm sure they make a lot, because I've seen people take 70-30 for one day. My <laughs> thing was always, mm, no, I, I'm not going to pay you to let me work. Yeah. Because that's what it's tantamount to. You know, if you take the 70-30, you, you're paying them to let you work. I don't like working that well.
1: Now, is that, is that technically a fine? That yes, the, yes, it's discipline. It's discipline. Now, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's legal. Of
3: course. This is this was the union's contention. It had to have come where someone got disciplined and they couldn't afford to maybe stay out, maybe they got fine, you know, um, a penalty of maybe 30 days or 25 days and they couldn't afford to be out that long. <laughs> so they came up with, okay, cuz remember this is discipline now. So they came up with, okay, how about you work and we'll give you 70% and we'll take 30. Mhm.
4: I think that came about in the 96 contract. I'm not sure because it's been there a while, but then the 96 contract was so messed up because Willie James went to early negotiations and the 96 contract is when we got the contract expiring it on December 15th. And in that contract, what Willie James Willie James gave the authority $40 million we got the no layoff clause which expired in 2002 mm-hmm. despite what people are saying that Roger gave it up right. Roger didn't give it up Roger it got something to, right. Roger got something better a job security clause and Jonathan can, Jonathan can mm-hmm. attest to this because when they were laying them laying people off the union just refused to go farther with it he had a step one and a step two it never made it to arbitration wow the, no, the job security clause had more teeth in it than the no layoff the no clause, layoff
2: clause right.
4: and I mean even to this day
2: oh, tell me about
4: it. I hear people say well Roger gave up the no layoff clause and you know what I say to them what did it say they can't here tell you him. are ranting and raving right. about something that you don't know what it said and I, and I tell them well what did it say Yeah. they don't know I tell them well, you know it, it was worthless from the day it was written and it didn't say DC 37 because as late as 2003, because it may have extended beyond that, but that's the last time I asked someone who worked for DC 37 about their layoffs. They were being laid off because of what the language said, the language was useless. It said there will be no layoffs except in a fiscal emergency. Who declares the fiscal emergency? The mayor, yeah. the governor. So all they have to do is say that, and they can start laying people off. So it was worthless from Jump Street.
0: Right, but... Giuliani and Bloomberg.
2: You, you know, when it comes to us, that would be the governor and the MTA declaring a fiscal emergency. Right, but right. it would have to, and, and really not even, not even Pendergrass can declare mm-hmm. a fiscal emergency. That would have to be the governor.
4: But the bottom line is, we didn't get to have any say in whether or not there was actually a fiscal emergency.
1: Right. Yeah. but. People got to also look at when did the MTA pull us. They ain't pull us with Tucson. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> they
4: no. <don't>. no. <laughs> they were trying to do it yes. in 2009. I, myself, um, who was it? Tate? Um, what was, you know who I'm talking about, who used to be up in Albany? Vernon. 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 We were all up Vernon. there to so stop I- the, the layoffs then. They were going to do it in low 09
1: yeah February
4: the, of 09 we were up
1: there like I like what I said the last oh, show <laughs> you said I who said would you who, smack? who you would who you smack first <laughs> Axel Foley or, or or Denzel and training day <laughs> you know what I'm saying Samuelson is Eddie Axel Murphy
3: yeah, yeah exactly
0: <laughs>
1: Samuelson is, Samuelson is Axel Foley exactly yeah you smack <laughs> Samuelson was was was, a, was a, <laughs> <laughs> on the training day
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> they seen a the sucker and they, they took advantage of basically yeah
2: well
3: um, Andreva, when we came what? back from the road Let me cut you off When we came back from the road She saw, I won't give this person's name But it was a high ranking um, manager, uh, managerial person And they told Andreva Yeah, I, they happened to come through my station I was
4: very surprised I said, why you keep, you know, pulling the wool I mean, no, I don't think I said the wool But, you know, doing what you're doing with the union they told me because they don't know anything,
1: <laughs> and if they think that now. Picture, picture. I mean, no. then picture now.
3: Yeah, and they yeah. were like, they asked. Well, Roger asked for so many of these things, like women in non-traditional jobs, um, bring bringing up um, bringing people, and they did not invoke any of those programs. They were like, why did you ask for this then? We don't have anybody in, the, um, you know, the training and upgrading. They keep on lowering the numbers, you know, the classes and stuff like this. This is before they even made cuts to it. Well, why did you ask for this stuff? Yep. They don't, you, you guys haven't implemented it. And I'm like, wow.
4: We were in class for retraining, and we go up to PS248, and we encounter these people, and they are, like, pissed because they were in the apprenticeship program. Mm-hmm. Ms. Samuelson just said, cut it off
1: allegedly it's suspended right suspended right Mm
2: -hmm.
3: (laughs) do you know why (laughs) i know who has those jobs right because samuelson is is
4: prejudiced you know you see all the blacks and the puerto ricans you know applying for those jobs
2: right you know that was their avenue to get themselves out of you know um, exactly to upgrade themselves and it was free you can't beat that Mm -hmm. go to apex tech Mm-hmm. And you, and you, and you be an apprentice for um, well, three years or something like that. Then you take the exam <laughs> and you, and you, and you, and you get right in.
3: People didn't understand that stations department, the cleaners and those, and tra- traffic checkers. Those are like dead end jobs almost in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it was like, why hire outside when you have such a great resource? We already know transits, rules, regulations already. Why not train what you have in house? and then allow the next generation to take those jobs as elevator, um, MBM um, maintainers, you know, turnstile maintainers, telephone maintainers. Why not signal maintainers? Why not give a chance for someone else as opposed to hiring outside? And that becomes, oh, I have a brother, you know. Nepotism. Who's the, there you go.
4: Yeah. But see, that's part of the problem with that's wrong with transit because for years and years, and, and I forget where it first started, they've always hired the president from some other city, somebody coming, you can, and you, there's nobody, I don't care if you were the president of a transit system in another city, nothing compares N-Y-C. to New York. <laughs> York.
1: I, was just okay. th- I was just thinking that the other nothing day. Compares yeah. Nothing compares to New And York. the
4: closest we came to having someone who understood the ins and outs of the New York City transit system, was when we had Roberts, we got a lot of good stuff with, with Roberts because yeah. we ro- didn't have every- a
3: contentious relationship. Right, every,
4: every Tuesday morning, Rogers and Roger had, lunch. had breakfast, was not lunch. Bread? Breakfast oh, okay. every
2: Tuesday. Oh really? Yes. Oh okay. Yeah, you know. yeah. And Howie Roberts was the president and. Uh, Elliott Sander was the um, MTA exactly. uh, CEO, yeah. so so basically that's why
3: they got rid of them.
2: Exactly, two union <laughs> yeah. friendly, two two union friendly friend, you know, you know, friendly officials, yeah, yeah. you know.
3: No, yeah. it brought back dignity to our members. It did. It 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 made you say, you know what, today's a good day to come to work.
2: Yeah, yeah, and those were good days to come to work. I think about the rallies. I think yeah. about the. I think you know. I really. I think back to all of that, and I'm like, you know. We were really somebody to be reckoned with back then under that administration. And, you know, but, you know, but these guys now, it's just so pathetic. No, we I were mean, the
3: kickback, the kick-ass <coughs> union. The
2: kick-ass union, <laughs> right. That's what Rod, Rod
4: used to <laughs> say. right? Here. Because if you notice now, Mike Quill's in union. the few times uh-huh. that they had rallies, you know, around the contract that we, you guys are in now. Who you talking about Samuelson? Yeah. Right. You go, you look. You might have 350 people out there. You might have. And that's because they emptied the hall and all the clerical staff and everybody else (laughs) is out there. You don't see clerks, cleaners, conductors, motormen. It's all the office staff that's there to make it look like they're. And, you know, that's not that many people. So And
1: what's crazy is that they rent out the Jacob Javis Center. They spent about $75,000 for this place and know he can't pack it. Mm
4: -hmm. Right.
2: Because that those one. because those rallies we used to have, people were proud. They made banners in the depots and the barns and everywhere. People made banners like, yo, where's this depot at? Yeah, where's this department? This this department in the house. Mm-hmm. And people would be yelling like, you think it was a party, man. Mm-hmm. But you talk about thousands of people, cuz. That's right. If you, if you were out there, you, you know, it, it, it's,
1: it's just unexplainable the way it was. Man. I mean, even, you know? I don't think Samuelson have the ability to, for unions, period, he he supported the verizon workers on the fortieth day. The next week, I think they came with their contract, mm-hmm. right? And they was down the block from you, and I could tell you ain't want to come because you had a long sleeve right. shirt, <laughs> and was <it's> about ninety <laughs> the, degrees, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> at a at a four, what you say, a the 50 and fifty pound man in the heat with a long sleeve shirt, right? You know it's
1: cold, exactly, at one ninety five on, on the ninth floor, right? It gotta be cold Exactly. Yeah, this dude is. This dude is crazy. So, the, who's the top two reps for y'all department?
3: Um, we have the two top reps would be um, Derek Echevera the VP. Okay. Um, I believe um, Joe Bermudez, who's supposed Div- to do arbitration. Div- division okay. chair. Division chair, and I believe they have. Um, who is it? Blue eyes. Blonde. Oh. The dumb blonde?
0: <laughs>
4: no, I mean wow. this person is not blonde, but I've even had management, I've run into them and they told me he looks like he he he's a space he you look at him and you can see he's a space cadet.
1: Who is he?
0: Does he wear um, glasses? Yes, yes, you know who
4: I'm talking okay, about. Um, I mentioned him, yes Hayward. Yes, thank you. Oh. I always called him he was the, the dumb one, blonde he was the because one he looked who put like him, if right. you put a blonde wig on him and blue contacts in his eyes, he's the epitome of a dumb blonde. This,
0: this, is, this oh, wow. is the same person who said it passed both houses after mm-hmm. copying oh, wow. pasting, after okay. copying and pasting wow. something that clearly said June sixteenth, passed the assembly, June seventeenth returned to Senate. Wow. And he pointed at it and said, see, it passed both houses. Okay. Well, I guess
1: he earned his name then. Yeah. Now what's crazy is that we try to get Joe Bermudez on the show. Yeah. What
3: happened? What he, happened? He wanted yeah. to go out on a date. Wow. No, I think. John Samuelson probably told him, don't come on the show. Yeah, I think so. Because,
2: I don't think after, he,
3: after what happened to Steve Dows, Downs, yeah. I don't think you're going right. to get any more. Steve
1: Downs is their best defense. Exactly. Yeah. And you
3: guys went through him. <laughs> no,
1: we want Steve Downs back. Because, <laughs> I want to. Because yeah. now we know more. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm First thing, what happened with the Gilmore, Gilmore Houses?
3: Houses <laughs> at
1: $17.2 million.
2: You know, Where's his money?
3: I wanted to ask that because um, I had two e-board members at the division me i mean the um, union meeting that we had this morning and i wanted to bring that up but they had a compensation they had lisa nero coming in to do a, a, a compensation um seminar but i wanted to bring that up did you as a executive board member did you vote or did john samuelson give you guys the uh, the opportunity to vote on where this money was going to go
1: I mean, what could it have went? Because it's not in investments. It's not in stocks and bonds or anything like that. It's not even on the LM2's
2: period, you said, right? It
4: probably went because, you know, when we sold the building at 80 West End Avenue, we leased um, our space for five years, you know. And as you know, when you lease an apartment, you pay um, first month's rent and deposit. So when the lease was up, that money that they got back, from the person they were renting from went into their general fund and it should have gone into the building, building fund, fund. because it was you know that's where it came from in the first place not the operating fund um, budget. and you know i mean I, but i guess they had to do that because they had to pay uh salaries you know because they have everybody in their mother on re- or up at the hall on release yeah. yeah, and well, they come in at ten o'clock and they're like climbing all over everybody to get out that hole by four. Right. Well, you, if or earlier.
2: Right. Well, you know, first right. See, first of all, that money is not in the LM two, according to Tremont. And then the, another thing is, uh, Earl Phillips signed for it to be. So, you know, he's, he, he made either he, he did the final signatures uh, in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Now, in June of 2014, $17.2 <laughs> million dollars. Now, we got our contract, we ratified our contract in May or April of 2014. So now, of course, with the contract came to $6 million. Okay, so basically, you're talking about they got 20-something million dollars now that they I mean I don't know if they got all that money all at one time for you know from the contract at six million I think it was, it
3: was it was supposed to be delivered to them it was supposed to be delivered yeah. to them all in one at time at their discretionary fund right so you right it's their in, discretion
2: to use in their slush fund yeah mm-hmm. so basically you're talking about this again if it's not in the LM2s what did they do with this money because again they bought well excuse me they purchased right they purchased 195 Montague Street the two and a half floors prior to 2014. they purchased it what 2012.
3: 2012.
4: right 2012. who knows maybe that's why samuelson is getting fatter because you know they had to take out a five million dollar loan to meet payroll
2: right so that right so that's what that
1: six billion dollars was for from the
4: contract
3: to
1: pay back that loan but
4: nick
3: Nick
1: bedell said the union is in the red i mean he said in the black in the black no, no, no. Whatever he no. said that the union is good financially. Well, no, 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 no. Steve Downs said that. Right. Nick Bedell Steve.
2: said it too on Facebook. Okay, yeah. But basically the union's live in check to check. Yeah, they are. Because basically you, if it wasn't for the dues money, what else would they have? They don't have no other serious right. source of revenue. And they get $30 million from dues a year. From, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so,
4: if you want to quote, quote um, Mr. Downs and believe in his veracity... I wouldn't if I were you, because, no, I won't say that over the air. Well, come on, say it. This is what progressive Mr. Downs about. would not know the truth if it ran up his dick and out his mouth. Wow. <laughs> wow. Ooh. See, now you forced me to say that.
1: Wow. <laughs> Steve Downs, look at the bright side. A woman said it. Right. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> Shoot you know so
2: basically that's what i mean by say you know the 30 million dollars was you know from the you know from 80 west End avenue was used to purchase the two and a half floors you know so basically this 17.2 million dollars has just vanished you know oh, we okay. need to
1: call ghostbusters i right? mean i mean they had ghostbusters up at the hall. they right. should have but even for them to purchase in that you, that that condos that's suspicious to me
4: right. yeah, because if it's a condo which means you have maintenance and i i Maybe you could ask um Harry about this because he's more well versed on that, but I believe
3: the maintenance is something like fifteen thousand dollars a month. Eighteen, I thought eighteen eighteen thousand a month that we're so, paying just you know, on maintenance. You bought you bought it now you got to pay for maintenance. Hmm. Why yeah, didn't we? I mean, why did not? Why did? They not purchase a building outright purchase a building what um your show at Harry Wells that was very very interesting because mm-hmm. yeah. they had the opportunity to purchase quite a few properties quite a
2: few properties yeah 540 Atlantic Avenue but the one that sticks out for me is is the one in the in, 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 uh, in Midtown on in uh West 35th Street okay. you know here it is you're down the block from the A to the AC and the E train mm-hmm. you're right by Penn Station you're right by um, Herald Square, and you're right by, um, yeah, you know, you got the pass train and all of that right there. Nothing but transportation right there. Yeah, I mean, all place. trains
3: lead to the I
4: And mean, being at 34th Union Street, Hall. you might have had more people coming to the meetings because they could do a little shopping while yeah. they're waiting for the meeting to start. You exactly. Know? And,
1: and one of the things Harry Wills also said that nobody didn't know, that the educational director Friend was the realtor on the deal.
3: Wow. So that's a conflict of interest. I yeah. mean, it's,
1: it's just suspicious. And he said the guy came, he realized that when the deal was three-fourths done, it's still room to pull out. You know, a deal ain't a deal it's everything is done. Mm-hmm. So three-fourths, I don't care if it was anything but a whole. Mm-hmm. Three-fourths is, is not a whole. So what, what made him take?
3: Somebody got paid off. Uh, yeah. Oh, you without, know. That's the whole. Yeah, you know someone that got because paid because off.
4: Because you remember all the noise Samuelson made when...
3: We sold the building. That Roger stole money. Right. He brought in uh, I mean, a forensic the building, the building was accountant. Apart. Samuelson brought mm-hmm. in a f- forensic accountant. Forensic. Forensic Took- accountant. What? Did somebody die? No, no, no. No, that's their job.
1: It's somebody to go through every, every, every penny. Every penny. You know, oh, okay.
4: Yeah. Oh, penny. It's like, and, okay. you know,
3: they, they you found died nothing. Forensic. Roger did nothing wrong. Mm. Do you think if he found if they found something, Roger would be where he's at? Mm-hmm.
0: Of course not. The New York Post would be and over when, it. And when when it was sold yeah. for three,
4: when the person who bought it sold it for an additional three million. Of uh, three years later, that's because they bought the air rights, which they, they can't found, use they can't because use. they. they uh, and upon inspecting the building, it was discovered that the. Uh, You know, the underpinnings, pinnings, you know, wouldn't support weight of going higher. Mm -hmm. And that's the person who bought the building, bought the building because he was getting the air rights, but he couldn't go any higher because the building would collapse. Mm -hmm. Because the foundation, the support structure wasn't there for going higher.
2: Okay.
1: Now, how do you feel about the competency of the reps in there now, Uh, Bermudez and uh, Echevera? (laughs)
3: I feel they're not addressing... They're they're going to a certain level. When Andreeva was VP, the level of um, people that she spoke with were, I would say, what were these? um, Vice presidents, directors of vice presidents. Okay. And the MTA on that level. The level that... They're talking to now, which is um, Echevera and Derek, I mean, Derek Echevera and Joe Bermudez. Those are the people that I normally dealt with. Okay. So it's like they stay at a, a low level and they could tell them anything. They tell them, oh, don't worry about it. We got it. Um I remember when I was a supervisor, I think it was Paul Piazza put out a piece saying that I was out writing everybody up and that he had spoken to Gato and Gato was gonna, if anybody was out there and I wrote them up, let them know because Gato said that he would take care of it. Never heard from Gato. The birds were chirping. You got any of those things? <laughs> <laughs> we got crickets, though. The <laughs> crickets, <laughs> the crickets <are> <laughs> They were like, yo, do what you want. I, I think I brought it to a superintendent. I brought it to Conaway's um, attention. I was like, you know, this kind of hurts me. And said, he looked at me like, what are you talking about? Don't worry about it. Mm. So I'm like, I don't know what was being told to Paul Piazza and um, Derek Chavera what they were telling them, oh, we're going to rein her in, we're going to do this, that, that. And it's like nothing. So it, the level of, of people that they talk to, they give them spin <laughs> and um, tell them, oh, don't worry about it, we're going to take care of this. And that's why we have our department in shambles right now.
1: So it's safe to say that they not kicking ass at 2Broadway either.
3: No.
4: no, And no. the other part of the problem, because I know when I went back on the road after I lost, you know, the election, I had Cynthia Davis, who was then the director of labor relations for station department. She said, you know, all the people that have been suspended who, you know, have been scheduled for hearings for arbitration. She said, I've yet to he- have the VP call me, because I used to call her all the time, you know, about, can we work out a deal for this? Can we do that? You know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, if the person's guilty, then let's just save their job. Oh, okay. And that's why when, I know when I started doing arbitration, I liked the system they had of tripartite. Okay. That was a great system.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I feel it was a great system because you did the hearing and then somebody from the transit side and the union rep, they made further arguments. After, you know, after the case was presented, then they made arguments to the arbitrator. And basically, you, a lot of times you could get that transit person, the person who represented transit, to switch, to say, okay, let's come to a deal here. We're not going to fire this person. Whereas with the arbitrator just making the, um, decision, he's going to look at the facts, and even though the attorneys write briefs, it's not effective as being there because y- when the attorneys are writing, our attorney is writing a brief, the authority's attorney is writing a brief, the arbitrator is going to read both of them. But when you have the two people there in the room and you can convince that person from the authority, let's not fire this person. And you could do it because when the arbitrator wrote his decision, so the arbitrator would go along with it. When the arbitrator wrote his decision, his decision said the majority of the board, no names mentioned, not that the authority and uh, union got together and decided not to fire this person, even though that person was up for dismissal. You could change the, the transit authority's person's mind and they didn't have to worry about getting in trouble because the um, authority could think when the arbitrator says a majority of the board, he meant himself and the union decided that this person didn't deserve to be fired and just to get, you know, whatever time.
1: Yeah. It
4: was a much better system.
1: Why do why you think nobody never confronted Samuelson on being a racist?
3: Because the people who, that he has on his payroll <laughs> won't want to stay on his payroll. So if I'm getting paid and I, I'm off the road, I don't care if you're a racist, but why, why do not
1: Why don't the average member?
3: Because the average member is not exposed to his racism. Mm. Our members are disconnected. Remember, they had the survey. Um, there's over 5,000 people in our department. About 1,500 people filled out the survey. What does that tell you? There's a disconnect. (laughs) So if you say, well, you know, um, Samuelson is a racist. Yeah, and so.
1: And, you know, you got three types of people. You got people who care, people who don't care, and people who expect you to care once something happens to them. You know what I'm saying? We dealing with people who a lot of the people I would say don't care until something happens to them. I put out all this information um people being groups they don't share stuff now people been getting in trouble left and right they get in trouble who they they calling me before they even call a union Mm -hmm. and what i tell them is this look i'm not no union rep let me know what the union's saying and i'll let you know if it's good or not i'll point you in the right direction after that you know what i'm saying and that's how i've been dealing with people and that's why people been calling me Mm -hmm. and it's real time information i don't have to google anything because i'm googling stuff all day anyway you know what i'm saying exactly but even even, like, even if I was to run for a chair position next, next election, I would consider myself more than qualified because of the, just this progressive action. I bring knowledgeable people up here like y'all all day. I'm learning, I can reach out. I have connections to information, instant information. And that's another thing. When you don't have no connections in these positions, even on the management side, because a lot of stuff could get rectified with a phone call. When you put stuff in black and white, sometimes that's a sign of disrespect. Uh-huh.
4: You are absolutely right, because I know when I went back on the road, I had some people calling me, you know, I have this problem, because, well, down at 130 Livingston, they used to refer to Jamel and myself as the estrogen twins. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Management did. Um, but I know I they had this one person, and he was like, going to have to be going into EAP and whatnot except I got it a little late because I called the um, Cynthia Davis, head of labor relations and she said if you had called me a day sooner we could have done something even though I was no longer an officer so you have to have those relationships with those people. I'm not saying you have to be buddy buddies friends with them but you have to have a re- some sort of relationship so that you can go to bat for someone else now
1: let me ask you a question it's as natural far, yeah as, as far as going to bat for somebody else can a can a, a another member go to bat for another member at two broadway or you have to be like a, a union rep or shop store or something
3: well you can if if you're going to arbitration you can um go as a character witness for them okay um and most um most of our members don't do that we don't come to arbitration and support one another when we get in trouble okay you can do that um, is that what you? But could a
1: shop steward like myself rep-
3: represent the person
1: a, 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 in a step one or a step two?
3: No, I don't. I, they, I they really don't, and it's, they don't usually allow that, right?
1: But it, it, forget what they allow. Is it in paper that say that that person can't?
3: No, they can sign off and say that they don't want the union to represent them. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Who? the, the member. member no no I'm saying if the member want don't want it like if they want me instead that's of a union that's what I just rep- said they oh, get, they, the get, member they just,
3: has okay. to sign a disclose that means a disclaimer you're um, telling the union I don't want you to represent me mm-hmm. and you sign this disclaimer and then you can bring in whoever you want if you want to bring in Ronald McDonald oh, okay. you could do that
1: now, but this? they have
3: a right to be in the room with you
1: okay now what's this about um, you can't bring a lawyer until you reach a certain step because I, I don't see that written anywhere too. Like me if I get in trouble and my job is on the line and I know they go hammer me, I want my lawyer there from step one. We're gonna handle it from there. Forget step two and all that other later stuff. Where is that is that?
3: I haven't seen that written. I'm trying to remember
1: Because I don't care. I can't trust nothing that they tell me. I have you have to show me that says that you cannot bring um, rep, legal representation. Until you get to this point. I don't that's,
3: that would be arbitration.
4: Right. I don't think that's in the contract, but that's the way they've always done it. You know, you can have an attorney language at arbitration, but not before then. Oh, and speaking of attorneys and having the attorney be prepared, uh, when Mr. Staley was on, he was talking about um, the fact that, you know, you're going to... You're going to arbitration, and the first time you talk to the attorney is the day of the hearing, so you get a few minutes. Unless they, I mean, I don't know what they're doing up at the hall, but we always had days, and we would call people. Jamel would call people, come up to the hall to be prepped for your arbitration, Mm -hmm. Mm. so that the attorney is not just then looking at your case, and you know, you can give your side, and
3: y'all can figure out a defense.
4: Yeah. They That's used to I always was. done that. I don't know what they're doing
3: now. That's how you can be but, successful at winning your case <clears throat> is being involved, coming up and prepping, uh, making sure that you dot your eyes and crush your T's. Yeah.
4: Because Jamel had a couple of cases where we just knew. <laughs> and she it's how said, persuasive. And, you and, can and be. Jamel said, "Watch me." So you know what? And it those is, people still have a job.
1: You know what I noticed? The people who do kick ass at Two Broadway have active activism inside of them you can't be passive no you know what i'm saying i'm not hiring no passive lawyer Mm -hmm. because technically you're a lawyer for the Mm -hmm. day or whatever it may be you have to have those type of qualities yeah and you must be familiar with the contract of course and and other things you can't just go in there and then it's too much fraternizing how you have humanly possible it's not humanly possible to be in a building with somebody and not get along with them not want to go get lunch with them. You find people attract. Oh, she's ugly. I can't look at her because she's management.
3: Yeah, No, it right. don't work no, like that. no I don't work it like don't that. Don't work like that. Oh, I was a, I, I could talk with you. We could have coffee. We could have dinner, lunch, whatever. When it came, when that door closed, and we were, I would, we were in front of that arbitrator. Your throat is the only thing I'm looking at. Yeah, Because I'm gonna take a. There chunk were many out of it.
4: a days Cynthia would call me and tell me about. Jamel did this, and Jamel did that, and you need to talk to her. I, call, so I say, okay. I call down to two Broadway. Jamel, play nicely with your toys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. And I would go, but they don't want to give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and, I,
1: and I hear management come down there they had a smile like everybody friendly how can you be friendly don't even be friendly towards me if you're talking about giving me 30 days right. I want you to just be upset at me exactly. don't, don't smile at me don't shake my hand yeah. don't say hello just let me know what it is and yeah. keep, let's keep it going all that stuff is fake and phony <laughs> as, as far as I'm concerned you know. we That's... gotta get rid of the labor relations department yeah. or, or use it in the context what it's supposed to be used for labor relations it's not supposed to be a punishment place it's not the courthouse but like I said, it's been around for a long time. And I know, Andreva, you could have contested
2: that to where back in the day, you know, the labor relations department was created at some time in the 80s from what I understand, right?
4: I always remember labor relations. <laughs> I've been down there a few times. You've been
2: down there a few times, okay.
3: Yeah, for things I did oh okay well it is
2: what it is things happen you know (laughs) if
3: you take a look how the structure of the mta when you go to the high 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 top it's all lily white and when you come down to like mid-management and labor relations and stuff like that now you have your color right so what does that tell you you don't have (laughs) anybody making any decisions sitting up there at the top at the 26th floor you ain't got many black people up there but if you look at the level in labor relations and i felt good when i said well you know what? it is that a black person is able to make that you know a nice salary and stuff like but making it on the backs of the
1: workers right of the rank and file exactly i don't care about the color i care about where they came from because you I don't care if you black, white, whatever, if you understand what we go through down here, especially now, you'll have some type of compassion. These people don't got no compassion. No. Yeah. They coming from all these other, like you say, fancy transit um agencies, Jersey and and California. California. And all these nice places.
4: But even some of the people who came, you know, got to where they are from within. True. They, they, you know, it's like they forget where True. they came from. Right, because
2: you know they really think that every that it's a perfect world out there. That when the people make a complaint against an operator, they know They're, tell, they're telling the truth. I'm like these people out here are so full of crap. First of all, they're tr- they're looking for a way to get money from the MTA. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And people,
1: like I said, every everybody just has issues out here. Nothing's perfect. You, you can't trust nobody when the top objective with the top ruler of this land is capitalism mm-hmm. you can't trust anybody right people is always trying to get a dollar dollar in fact america was made off of lawsuits mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying and right. lawsuits you can sue for anything nowadays
3: well i had a customer complain. the guy came in and he said you people
1: what, what you mean by that
3: that's what i said what did you yellow people red people green people or black people <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Them people, us people. <laughs> so it's like we deal with a lot. Uh, the employees here, down here, we deal with a lot.
1: Yeah. But yeah. working for trans yeah. is not easy. You we, know. We want to talk about a specific case. You want to? You want to? Want to share your story? No. No. You know. <laughs> you get, I get very upset over this story. Move. You got to move in. You got to move. You got to move in
5: want to get into it because i got done real dirty i got done real dirty i got sacrificed by who by by joe bermudez Echeverra, by the way they ran that whole the whole case with me
1: uh, what, what happened as far You'll as, as what get you, what, me involved in this yeah what, what your case was you can't. my
5: case was is that they said i didn't give in no doctor's lines and that i have a record of either giving messed up doctor's lines or inappropriate doctor's lines so they used that against me right uh-huh but the, I
1: brought the, in doctor's the, the, lines. Who used it
5: against you? The union or the, the Transit. Okay. So, when they, were, they their case on me was no doctor's lines. I brought my copy in. Now, my copy didn't have everything that they needed written on there. Okay. You are charging me for no doctor's lines. Here's doctor's lines. Okay. They took it in front of Joe Bermudez and chavera and they dissected it. They were fishing and saying, well, no stamp or no this or no that. That's not the charge. The charge was... Yeah. no doctor's line here's my copy
1: you can't add something new and find you new understand? charges but the union the, yeah.
5: right the dumb blonde is it said yes they <laughs> can add whatever they want to it
4: and said no, it is in can't. the contract no they can't because there That's was even an arbitration no. an arbitrator's ruling that said you can't do that in the case okay in the case the arbitrator ruled on a past case and you know of course, that means it's, now the law of the land,
5: mm-hmm.
4: you cannot change, charge somebody for one thing and then change it. Find, find something else. Yeah. and you I can. made that a point to him because the per- and he I'm says sorry. no that they can no because the the arbitrator ruled, and I believe it was Zuccotti, he ruled that you can't do that because the person goes to their hearing with the expect- expectation of fighting this. And now you want Absolutely. to switch it to be that Absolutely. exactly.
3: Absolutely. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're allowing them to do that.
1: And that, when when did this, this, recent?
5: this, this
3: is
1: recent? This was. This
5: was a year and a half ago.
3: Oh, All
1: so it's pretty. It's pretty recent.
5: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the, the, time, the incident, he
4: just did the time though because, yeah. and if he saw he, if the reps whoever repped him when they saw that. Uh, you know they couldn't get transit to say. Change, change it or anything, then you don't go to arbitration. Right. That wasn't explained. We don't go to either. arbitration.
1: Oh, so you, 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 ju- you stepped off at step two? Right. Okay.
4: In the, yeah. in the
5: hearing, at the moment that Joe Bermudez got shot down from one of um, his comments, he just got up and left. And you left, know,
1: you, left you standing.
5: Echeverra said something. They shot him down. He just stood quiet. The lawyer I had looked like he just came out of law school. <laughs> The New York City Transit lawyer had him stuttering. Unbelievable! I knew I was fucked. And, and you,
1: these guys got more to say on Facebook than anything. anything yes. right? But now you're telling me in yes. these meetings.
5: And then at the end of the whole interim, all I got from Joe Bermudez, my hands were tied.
2: You know, and it's amazing how with these wow. sick lines, it's like, listen, who are these people to look at a sick line and call themselves evaluating them, and they said, oh well. This is not right. Oh yeah, right. The doctor didn't <laughs> sign this, or so the stamp is the stamp is what you call not it, uh, of, yeah, exactly. So I'm saying to myself, listen: if a person is handed in sick lines, what do you, what the fuck are you worried about where it's coming from? I mean, as long as a man don't come in with a gynecologist signature, then I mean, you know, <laughs> then what are you worried about? You know?
4: No, but they will even kick back sick lines and say it's insufficient or it's no good because. Well, why were you out this long? Meanwhile, your doctor put you out for that amount of time. And I I I know we did a uh, case where we got they didn't what they didn't want to pay her. They didn't want to pay her differential or what was it? Um, you know who I'm talking about. I'm old, I forget names. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
3: Oh, Keisha.
4: Keisha, yeah. Well, we got her all her money, but they were the doctor put her out and I went to them. And I argue with them, well, number one, your doctor says she shouldn't have been out this long. Look at what he's saying. He, the, he said, because I, she had, uh, was a female issue, so she went out, and they're saying she was out too long. And then the doctor said because he didn't want her to do, and the job she had was a lunch relief. He didn't want her to do excessive stair climbing and walking. That's why he put her out that long, because he knew what her job was. She had explained it to him. Mm-hmm. But they were, no, it's no good. So we're not going to pay her the different, oh, the uh, 60% you get. Oh, the when, 60% yeah. you get. Okay. Right. You, you you the use, yes, time. that's what it was. They didn't want to pay her really. that.
3: I wanted to get off subject just for a minute here. Um, do you know that. Um, management is allowing the practice of ATU in Staten Island to come onto our properties and become, um, say, if they're medical reclasses, that they're allowed to um, come in maybe as cleaners and station agents. Like, don't we have a bunch of our people, like MapStower people and TA people? No work that available. Could, yeah, that could yeah. get those jobs maybe.
1: Well, really?
2: That's it, what's it, going it, on? Yeah,
3: that's what's going on. I saw a guy from... He worked um, ATU in Queens, bus operator, and he only had eight months medical reclass, so you know, he doesn't get to um, retain his um, bus operator pay. But my thing is, I'm like, how did you get over here? Don't we have bus operators that might have, you know, that might be medical reclasses? Shouldn't they get those jobs?
1: Well, ATU is a stronger union than, than TWU. No, yes. it, it
3: was Never. TWU, we were number That's one. Right. Everybody followed behind us. Right, because We set the the pattern. AT,
4: ATU always got a me too contract. That's mm-hmm. right. Whatever TWU got, it was they got. TWU and me too. Me
1: too. Yeah, they always accepted what we negotiated. But ATU is in the Staten Island also, right? Yeah, Staten Island. You see, I think the it's reputation. Di- I, think the reputation of, I think the reputation of those guys
2: it's out there. D- yeah, it's two different locals. It's it's, it's amalgamated, mm-hmm. but in in Queens, it's um ten seventy nine, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then Staten Island is 726. But, right. now, but, but, but now in Staten Island, that's the stronghold out there. Mm-hmm. The, those boys out there don't play out in Staten Island. So, But um, I believe you. Okay, so you said that the bus are, operators yeah, that got are knocked down.
3: He got knocked down, and he is now a station agent. That's and my thing. Wow, that's a station. And my thing is, don't we have our own? I'm sorry. I think we have some maps, though, with people. If this is probably looked about. This, per, this ATU person is now probably going to be in front of him or her. Don't find some jobs over there. Don't they have some caretaker jobs or whatever? Find them over there in the ATU property.
2: Well, they probably don't.
3: Well, then keep them out. Hey, they make out. What did no they work do? Available. No work available. Exactly. What did he say? No work available, no right? No work available, Ooh, yeah. Now
1: that's something to look into. Yeah, uh-huh. it is.
3: And maybe it's probably not what you know, but who you know.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean that's where any that's the law of the land over here too yeah but Man. look at
3: all the things that are going through and this is under samuelson's regime mm-hmm. we're seeing so many things we even have another incident that happened management like i said nobody's reading this contract people just say you know we're gonna make crap up as we go along
1: she got her contract in front of her by the way so- exactly yeah <laughs> you know she doesn't just use it to hold up the
2: bedpost in the house you know <laughs>
3: And when someone goes out, and I'm talking about like restricted duty jobs, and this is happening right now, they're saying they're only giving, management, I should say, management is saying they will only give restricted duty jobs to non-service injuries. So if you got hurt on the job and you're on IOD, you are not entitled to a restricted duty job. It doesn't say that in the contract. It says whether service or non-service injury, you're entitled to be restricted duty. The only criteria is is your doctor has to certify you as being restricted. restricted. So
1: why is all this craziness going on?
3: Like I said, they don't, I don't think they've ever sat and picked up this contract and looked at it. It's a rhetorical, question, it. I ask.
1: It's a rhetorical <laughs> question I asked. There you go. I'm going to answer it
3: <laughs> because you know what the answer is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They, and they're they using the medical appeals form, like with the uh, the, the, the conductor who's out for um, restricted duty. Kia sent her a medical appeals claim. But meanwhile, Crystal sent her a grievance that said we should just deter crime and curtail legal activity.
2: <laughs> what are <we> you not say?
1: <laughs> Like, how you write that? I, I, I'm still bugging off of that. How you write that? How you give management that idea? And they said no. That's what we got NYPD for. That's crazy. The yes. like, more that I think yep. about that, the more angry it makes me. Well, I can wow. see
4: them saying no because they don't want to. Even the uh, collecting agents. They don't want. They give them guns. They but to. they don't want them to use them.
3: No. It's a
4: deterrent. That's what mm-hmm. it is. That's all it yeah. is. And if they do pull their gun and shoot somebody, you see you'll see them fighting for their job. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a good deterrent, though. <laughs> you got my, a gun, my, my yeah, my 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 safety vest and rule book. I gotta carry with me every day. Ain't no deterrent. <laughs> no,
3: <laughs> but no, that safety looking. vest ain't made of
1: Kevlar. Huh? Yeah.
3: With her saying that, remember the station, the station agent of the future. That is gonna be our jobs being out there. Yeah. So, and we're trying to fight to say, we need somewhere to retreat just in case if something happens.
1: Yeah, you right. smack them and here out Crystal's with your...
3: talking about, oh, you can go over there and yeah. be on the platform and play Keystone Cop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you smack them with your new iPad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for the, um, what's yeah. that, Station Agent of the Future? They got exactly. iPads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're going to
3: get slapped for them iPads. <laughs>
1: That's what's going to happen. People go get robbed for them iPads. Yo, people going into bo- trying to rob Booth still. Or it'd be inside right. jobs, whatever, whichever way they, they they put it. But it's not safe. No, it's not safe for police. If it was safe, they wouldn't have guns, mace, tasers, and all types of crazy. And be things. in
3: our facility rooms, mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. chilling yeah, and
2: hanging right, chillin out. And like, <laughs> hangin out right? Yeah,
3: it's dangerous out there.
2: <laughs> in the depots and the swing rooms, you know. Yeah. But what I you know, but what I want to know is, I want to talk more about this stage, of the future thing. You know, is um, I remember reading an article a couple of years ago saying that, yeah, they wanted to do away with station agents. Then literally a week later, it was another article that said, yeah, we're going to add more station agents and we're going to have them out on the platform and all that. So, you know, if y'all could, if either one of y'all could talk to the members and talk about the future of the station agent, because maybe there's somebody listening out there who may may have just took the exam a couple of months ago and may think about the station agent job, you know, so how does it look?
3: I'm a... Give this to um, Jonathan, because this more is going to affect people who are being hired and um, about, because it's some ways away, but this is probably more or less going to affect Jonathan.
1: Well, hold on. In other words, she's trying to say she going to be out of here by, t- by the time it <laughs> <laughs> goes to affect <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, this,
0: this is why expanding the apprenticeship program, the training and upgrading fund, is important because new station agents. um, Today, uh, Derek Traveria was telling us that the station agent of the future has been tabled. Negotiations as to what the station agent future is going to be uh, have been, negotiations have been delayed uh, because on uh, the management side of the joint committee, uh, they need a new chairperson. So they're not going to have another meeting until they have a new chairperson. And then, and it's also going to be curtailed by negotiations of contract nego- contract negotiations coming up. Um, so that will buy us time, but, pe- but station agents uh, that have recently been hired will probably be still dealing with Metro cards for the first quarter or half of their time with transit but uh, you know I I heard in the past that uh, the union was demanding uh, the union side of the joint management committee was demanding uh, uh, staff uh, minimum staffing level and that's great but then what what are these station agents going to do? Uh, you know, what safety concerns do we have to deal with? Um, so my advice to new station agents is to take every uh, promotional exam you can to try to get into positions that are safer.
1: Where would you like to see the station agent's job go in the future versus what management <coughs> trying to do? Where would you like to see it go?
0: I'd like to see them I'd like to see them included in uh, the upgrading of technology, have station agents uh, involved in it in in some way um, because te- technology is going to change. They're not going to uh, stick with these uh, metro cards forever. The Metro card, is, is made up of basically what the inside of a, of a floppy disk is made up of from the 90s, if pe- those that, that remember yeah. what a floppy disk is. Yeah. That, that's basically what, what you're swiping with is the inside of a floppy disk. <laughs> that's 1990s technology. So the, it, the technology is due for an upgrade, But I think we I think we need to force force somehow force management. We need to force management to include how to include to figure out a way to include uh, station agents uh, in this process so that we preserve as many jobs as possible. Yeah. So and that we can keep as many people employed as possible, no matter what they do in the future.
1: Yeah, let me ask you a question. Is there, have have there been any Metro car hacks? Like people, cause that, that system seems very legit and closed, security-wise. When, when
0: I was new, there used to be a trick that- You could bend um, a Metro car. You could yeah. bend it. Yeah, I know that, but anything about since, putting
1: funds on there? can't can't get around that
4: right well that was the no. purpose of bending it because they and when right. they designed the card they designed it they told us with a phantom at that time it was a dollar and a half it was a phantom dollar and a half and they did they said they did this in case the person had a car, had a problem with the card they could still get on the train for you know
1: <laughs> so that's going now
4: supposedly but uh, some people still they, they to still try to manipulate cards. that card
2: I'm interested so, that's why, here, so, huh? so that's why. So that's why, because I remember back in the days, we
4: had a few people lose their jobs behind that.
2: Because that. Because I can remember back in the days when they used to get on the bus, right? People, some people in the hood, and they used to have a deck of cards. I call them, but they used to get on the bus with a, you know, like with a with a bunch of cards. They used to dip them all to see which one had money on it, and then it was always the last card that had money on it, you know. But they were looking to see if any of those cards had money on it, and that's what they used to do dip all those cars on the fare box Mm -hmm. so wow okay
1: you learn something new every day yeah i don't don't, don't surprise no chinese company came up with something (laughs) exactly (laughs) to counter counter that
3: i i just want to interject here um for the 21st century also for the um platform conductors or the conductors when they do with opto is that thing that you that is um on your agenda like dealing with opto what's gonna happen when opto is implemented
1: well from what i understand is that trans is real weird what they trying to do transit want to fade out the conductor but want to create train operator one train operator two they still want two people on the train but they want to fade out the title conductor for some reason
3: yeah they've been trying to do that for a while are you gonna are they gonna pay at the level of a train operator i
1: I have no idea i have no idea how they go through i guess it's gonna be like uh the uh, train operator assistant because why fade out the conductor when you still want two people on the train and i personally believe the train operator go before the conductor you know, in but some form of fashion. But they need somebody in the front. They need somebody in the just front. Just for 12-9, somebody jump. Mm-hmm. And you need somebody um, to operate those doors and have emotion. Computers don't have emotion. Until they make that, then there's nothing that they could do.
4: Mm-hmm. It seems like they're just get doing the same thing they did with us. Railroad clerk? Oh, now you're a station agent. So now they're going to call you what? Train C- operator train two. T- train operator one and train operator two? Yeah.
1: And yeah. for the record... Just cause we ain't mentioned it yet, we hearing that Samuelson is going to raise the night differential this contract.
3: Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. What are do we gonna? What are, what, are I, we I did, exactly. what are we giving, giving up for Exactly. How much money is he giving up for that? I don't know
1: what he may
4: exactly. be giving up because they've been trying to do that for that's been Decades. even before Roger.
2: I, I'm, yeah, I'm hearing. I can it. imagine because, like I said before on <laughs> the previous shows, the night differentials have been the same since the 1980 strike. If you right. look in the contract, that's
1: yeah. basically that's what it's been since 36 years. Because I never forget. See, what Samuelson understands, Samuelson got people who talk to us over there. So we know certain things. So Nick Bedell first told us, and he said it openly in class, We I'm hearing Samuelson going for money. And then I just recently heard that he's – Definitely getting the night differential raised up. So,
2: under, um, so understand something. Nick Bedell's basically going to be the one negotiating, negotiating our contract. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, yes. I'm,
4: I'm, w- I'm wondering how this is going to be accomplished when even Loda said that uh, Samuelson
1: Samuelson can't, can't, just can't, can't, he can't negotiate can the contract. He never right. negotiated. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> the way he said it. Because <laughs> Bedell B- 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 L- B- L- B- said himself that he's trying, he said, yo, I'm trying to teach these guys the contract, meaning meaning the reps i'm trying to teach them the contract and it's funny when you was talking about the uh with the contract what you with the um the things that you want on the contract the uh what's the, what's the word for that the, again what demands demands yeah his department made up those demands
3: his department made up the contractual demands the educational
1: <laughs> department put together those contractual demands that we see on those sheets today wow his department normally
3: i would think you and you would your members to find out what the members want they just
1: they just did if you ain't get the email they just did that just did it after we put them on blast why don't don't you ask the members what they want
3: because that's exactly what was done in 2002 the 2002 contract and when it was found out that uh, a lot of women wanted the child care you know uh, training and upgrade a lot of people wanted these things so
1: yeah i mean personally i believe that everybody contracts and get negotiated separately because stations will want something different from what RTO want, or just let everybody negotiate one broad contract.
4: Well, Well, that's why they have departmental negotiations because in the departmentals, you're negotiating for that department. The president handles all the main table stuff, which salary, should be all medical. the stuff that's common to everybody okay. within the transit.
1: Okay. So, who who negotiates the departmental stuff? The, the VP. VP. So, that means Kia. That's yep. right. Kia and Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: girl, Crystal. <Kristen>. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Have fun Exactly
2: (laughs) But you know You better be nice You still
3: (laughs) still have to You know
2: Well Richie Davis From our department When (laughs) When they
4: did this um, Last contract Those yo-yos Didn't know what they were doing I'm talking about In our department You know And who that Derek No that was um, Jenkins Oh Wow. <laughs> okay. Yo yo. He okay. he didn't know job of the hut. He didn't know what he was doing.
2: Job of the, right the hat. Because what, what he what he
4: negotiated was already in the contract. You don't ask for something that you already have.
1: And management gotta know like what's wrong. Oh, with Oh yeah, these guys. they know exactly. Of, of course, course. <laughs> of course.
3: When they closed the door, it's like
1: they probably laughed.
3: There you go. You can't make this up. No. You cannot make this up. See,
1: that's why that's why they don't like this show. Of course yeah. not. And I'm not speaking about Jenkins, because Jenkins, he he been supportive of the show. But the people who are not doing the right thing now, mm-hmm. they don't like the show, because it's finally a platform where pe- people are listening. They then First, they ain't expect nobody to listen.
5: Right.
1: That's the first thing. They right. expect <laughs> nobody to listen. And that's I told right. Jamel, I said, look, I don't care if we get one new member a week. That's one new member mm-hmm. who didn't understand something before that. Possibly we can enlighten them. Mm-hmm. And we surprised the union didn't move in this direction that we moved in or is not even supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Because if we're saying something wrong, then come on the show. Right. And and dispute
2: it. Dispute it, Disputed, exactly. But they ain't coming on here.
1: Now, I have, a, I have a
2: quick question, right? For cleaners, do they still give the exam for cleaners?
1: No. But, Oh, let me tell you something crazy. Because I mm-hmm. know that because we
2: because we both no, know that because
1: a- we know that cleaners the dumping ground from the operation <laughs> yeah. no, title. No, no. Let me tell you what they are doing now. Um, on if you're on a conductor's list, they offering you a cleaner job. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody just recently called me two days ago and said they offered me a cleaner's job, and I'm I, I took the conductor test. Should I take it? And if I take it, will it affect my um? me being called for conductor hell yeah (laughs) because when i came in for conductor they they was calling me at least six months before conductor to be a bus operator i said i'm not doing that
4: well see what they do is they give these tests Uh they exhaust the lists right they call as many people as they're going to and then what they do is they use these lists to canvas for for people for other departments because now you then we got a name and an address a phone number of somebody who wants to come to transit just because we don't have the job that they took the test for, but we got a name here's on this mm-hmm. list, so let's call them and see if we can give it to them rather than go to the expense of giving the, the test for whatever job they are now for don't
1: don't, you. don't legally they have to give a test for that title yeah for
3: what which one for cleaners. cleaners no no, they um petition back. DCAS. In to um, decertify that, that title. You serious?
4: What? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> and like, they made it but, labor class.
3: I used right. to have and to a,
2: write. And legally, that's how they get away legally, with it. Legally,
4: that's that. how they did yes. it. Right, okay. And, and what I used to have to argue with the authority about, when, especially with people who went out, comp. Because, see, when you have that labor class title, they send you a 30-day letter, 60-day letter, you know, 90, 120, up until you make that year, that you out on comp, but they weren't sending it to people who were out on comp, who were labor class, and then these people, by the time they sent them the letter saying, "Well, what are you going plan to do? Are you coming back or whatever?", there wasn't enough time, because what you have to do is, if you've been out a long time on comp, and you say, "Okay, I'm coming back," even if you're milking it, and you've planned milk it for almost that year you need enough time to go to your doctor Keep have clear. him give you a narrative so that you don't be running back and forth because you know your doctor saying you can come to work and transit, is saying no and you're running back and forth and next thing you know your time has expired and you, what a lot of other another thing people don't re- realize about being out on comp you only have a year and that doesn't mean you use that year all at one time that time is cumulative yeah you know so if you go out three months here four months there whatever for the same illness mm-hmm. you've exhausted your year
1: yeah mm-hmm. pick you another know? body part. yeah
4: take another body part exactly <laughs>
1: right. 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 The people got to know that is intermittent almost like the same you could take fmla mm-hmm. that's why fmla is basically intermittent because you may be hurting this week then you may not be hurting, you know, for a little while. You don't take the whole year at one yeah. time, right. right?
4: And you don't go out on reoccurrence when you do, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, you, you can because the then year. that yeah. time is
3: cumulative. Yeah.
1: Well, you right. start a new one,
3: yeah. <laughs> Pick another body part. Yeah, that's yeah, it. exactly <laughs> that's it. And you know, no, we We didn't say that. No, <laughs> <Just> joking. <laughs> and you know, they.
2: And you know, when people take FMLA, right? They think that people are full of crap when they call out FMLA. You know, basically, people call on FMLA for snowstorms, and people they call on FMLA for other reasons, just to vo- It's like they avoid coming to work. But again, it's federal law, and you can't touch that. Right. They you can't. Cannot, they can't question you either. You, you can't, can't, right? They can't question you.
3: FMLA. You cannot. An employee. I mean, I mean, an employer cannot delay, or deny, deny. FMLA. Yeah. So meaning. And Transit got it twisted. I mean, if you take a look at the FMLA packet that they have, Transit sued. They put in, um, like, a grievance with the United States um, attorney or whatever. To, they wanted to make to tweak FMLA because people were using it, and it was costing them a lot of money. And what they, that's why now when you do FMLA, it has to be submitted along with your, dot, with your sick lines. Before, you, all you had to do was call FMLA. <laughs> that was it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It have been paid that a lot of people go on cruises calling fmla didn't even have to give a a root cause or tell them why just say fmla i'm going fmla didn't even deal with osac they had a desk that was just for fmla
1: well they told me that today that because i got a newborn that i could just call because i ain't got no babysitter
3: right you could say FMLA because you're taking care of your, it's to take care of a sick parent, a child, whatever.
5: Yeah. That's but, for you. But, but
4: in O two 2
3: in the contract, you supp- there's,
4: um, I think it was only 30 days, though, where you can take the time, you know, even being the father, and get paid Paternal. for it. Pater- right, paternity.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, now they it's had that. They had that back in O two. 2
4: that's yeah. when it was negotiated
3: in that contract. In that contract, we had. It was, pater- there, it was only two weeks, though. Yeah, no, it's it two. Now. It's two weeks now. It's still two weeks. It That's was all three, it was. I thought it was three days before. No,
4: you get paid. No, 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 no. It was, 100,
3: it was a hundred. You get paid. Pay. You get paid for only a couple.
4: I forget what the time frame is, but you can take the time.
2: I don't remember that back. At, you mean 2012? You mean?
4: No, no. 2002. Because Darlene Lawson negotiated that.
1: They owe you time, cuz.
4: Yeah, because I, I mean, I don't, I don't remember that. That's you what, didn't read your contract. <laughs> well, I, I read It was the in
2: the
3: contract. <laughs> was it the 2005? Um, yeah, because five, Darlene, Darlene. Because I remember what we the were five? at. I think it was the five. Yeah, it was yeah. Five. the five. Right. Right. It was the stipend, It
4: was the stipend. Yeah, that's why. I'm annoyed Right, right, right. I'm sorry. I tell you before, Yeah. I'm sorry, you're I'm old. I'm I have craft.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know what craft is, okay? Well, he look.
2: He can't wait for the day the way he calls me out on something where I misread it Who, or me? something. You, yeah. yeah well, I would. I want to do that. <laughs> I would want of to good. do that. didn't that feel good? Yeah, it felt no, I'm, good. I'm just, that like, I'm saying, wait, 2002. Yeah, like I said, you're I'm right. It was 05. 05. Yeah, the stipend. So, but yeah. what, what does it say exactly then? Well did they say it says you, two get, weeks. Two weeks it you get two 100, weeks and you get 100 160
3: dollars. it wasn't a mu- it wasn't a lot right but it was just something where as opposed to you were getting you would have been getting nothing
1: nothing
2: right and it was a
3: foundation that's what roger was saying this is a foundation to work on now we got something to move forward with we can mm. go and get something else now
4: exactly yeah. and but what Tal- samson did was say ah forget that shit do it all out the window no foundation we'll cut. Co- we'll just uh tell um cuomo oh don't worry this contract's gonna expire. We'll just keep talking to you. You know what, you know what we're it is? We're not gonna cut. we're not gonna strike.
1: His hatred for Roger was so bad. Ba- yeah. even that. If mm-hmm. Roger had something good, he just despised it despised anyway, it, right. and just let it fall by the wayside. Well, up. that's
4: one of the reasons why <clears throat> Jonathan's grievance didn't go any place. Right. When he, you know, grieved that they were in violation of the job security clause. And we had open open security clause said, and there was similar language in the contract, you cannot lay off anybody unless you've exhausted every means to place them someplace else.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned that last show, Jonathan. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, the time crept
4: up
2: on us, I know, the
1: time crept up on us, yeah.
4: Because I was just
3: going to tell you real quick.
2: Yeah, okay. Track
3: people were, um, they didn't have a budget for them. This was, I think, in old five or four or five or whatever they didn't have a budget for them these people did not get laid off you know where they went station station as cleaners but you know why because we had roger (laughs) and because they were white
4: basically (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh just one more thing i want hold on on. we go
1: what we do is that we let everybody wrap up (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we can start with you okay. yeah you, you know, no you give I just, your, you give your it final just
4: occurred to me what I mean you know since you do have a, a, um, a broad base of listeners to I wanted to put out there that when people do happen to go IOD make sure that they get the paperwork for differential and they fill out that paperwork because transit will use that to keep from paying for you differential because they'll say you didn't do the paperwork on time and she can attest to that because that's something, um, she meaning Jamel, can attest to that because they instructed her on, don't bother about that, you know, do the IOD forms, you know, the C3 and the C4, but don't give them the differential paperwork because this way
3: they could avoid paying them.
1: Oh wow! Oh okay, Miss Chisholm, okay. what you want to le- what you want to leave the people with?
3: I would like to leave the people with the fact that we got two wonderful i mean very very hardworking gentlemen Tremel and jamel they're out here members please listen and start to get <laughs> active in this fight because we can start a revolution and that revolution can take us to many places and include all people so i would like to leave them with that
0: thank
1: you mr thank you mr. appreciate it mr beatrice
0: i, I would like to reflect the same sentiments uh, i love what you guys are doing uh, you're doing a great thing for the union, for the members. You're, you're trying to bring this union back to the Mike Quill days when this union was strong, when this union was militant. In fact, uh, uh, I read, I think it was in Joshua Freeman's book about the TWU, that in the old days, they, they used to have a radio show just like this, that the, uh, the union uh, did a radio show just like this one that would feature uh, a union activist and we talk about uh, transit issues and issues with uh, the TWU. And uh, I want to congratulate Tramell on his, ba- his new baby.
1: Thank you, sir. Thank you. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Somebody, um, Joe Campbell said that you rode your bike from Bay Ridge to Freeport, Long Island for a cookout one day. That's true?
0: I, I did. I, I, wanted, to, <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could do it. How but, long it took you? It was, well, it took three hours, but I'll <laughs> tell you why, uh, wh- there was a, a mishap on the way. I, I got a flat tire and the nearest uh, bike shop was, oh God, I, I, it was like 10 blocks. It was like 10 blocks away. I got a flat tire on Coney Island Avenue, nowhere near a train. So so I, I walked all the way to a bike and the, the bike shop there, uh, there were a lot of people there uh, needing some something done with their bikes. I waited like 40 minutes to be uh, serviced.
1: And Joe told me that I said
0: so, what? Yeah, so there was Uh-oh, there was a comp. lot of hiccups on the way. <laughs> well, I, I almost you, got lost.
2: Oh, okay. Well, well, I'll tell you something. I used to do long distance bike riding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It don't look like it, but I used to do. <laughs> but I used to <laughs> But I used to do long distance bike riding. So, you know, and I know people who, who, who do serious miles? So riding from Bay Ridge to Freeport, they just get on that, done that bike lane on the Belt Parkway and ride it out, ride it all the way out to Queens. I gotta buy me a bike. Yeah, I man. Love that
0: bike, I love that bike path. Oh yeah, people yeah. pay
2: thousands of dollars for bikes, man. You know, like those bikes with the real skinny tires. Yeah. And yeah man. Listen, that's a serious hobby for a lot of people. So mm-hmm. doing that is nothing from from Bay Ridge to Freeport.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I used to ride. I used to ride all over the place. You want to? You want to leave something to the people?
0: Yes.
5: I just want the members to start opening their eyes. That's what they need to do. Remember, this, uh, this membership that we have and the elected officials work for us. Ask serious questions and expect a serious answer. If not, then you start opening your eyes to see that the smoke and mirrors is still continuing. We need to open our eyes.
1: For sure. Cuz, what you wanna lead
2: them with? You got it. Uh, I just wanna leave the membership real quick. On this note, that basically, you know, we speak with people on Facebook, we debate, people have problems with progressive action, we go back and forth, you know, we pump out articles on our website, but, you know, like I said, me and Tremell, you know, we take the time out of our schedules to write these things and come up and, 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 and come up with these issues and then research the facts to go with it because again, you know, we want everybody to chime, you know, we want everybody to learn something and we, and we want to open everybody's eyes to what's really going on and what everybody's entitled to, you know, because these things stay buried and like I said under this current administration, they're going to continue to bury it, they continue to bury it the way it becomes almost like ancient artifacts you know, so that's what I mean where I say, you know, Everybody, again, everybody just needs to get involved and we need to do, you know, we need to protect our rights and stand up for our rights and basically uh, in a modern day 21st century way, you know, we can't go back to the way it used to be, you know, everything, you know, was all good in decades past and it was good for during that time and era under Mike Quill and everybody. But like I said, we have to do it in in the, you know in a modern way with new technology and a new critical way of thinking, okay. You know we have to come out of that old way of thinking. You know, that's all I have to say.
1: Well, you, you touched on something. We um, give a lot of time. We also give a lot of money because none of this is free. And those no, two not. things, those two things that people don't have nowadays is time or money to do things. And we give both. So I hate when people say, "What are you doing?" Nobody giving this to us. We don't have to give this information to the membership we doing this because this is something that we want to do and like i told y'all before i'm not here to fall in line i'm here to redesign so y'all gonna have to come with this new with this new thing that we doing because i'm not falling in line with y'all doing marching work during martin luther king era it's not right. working today it's, right. it's, it's, it's evident the way we did things before even when when roger was in the office we can't do it like that now. That's ten years ago. Over ten years ago. We have to change and adapt to the environment. That's part of survival. And I think we'll all admit there will never be another Roger. Never. He and he was the he and for the record, I'ma say this. He was the best president. Why? Because he went against a system that was totally against him. Yeah. Bottom line. From all angles. He had he he had he he went against the 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 the, the government. He even had to go against his own people who was blackballing him and, and going up under him quill didn't face that quill had solidarity it was easier for him you know what i'm saying y'all may not want to admit it but tucson was the best president given the circumstances that he had i'm gonna leave y'all with that uh tune into the website progressiveaction.info instagram progressiveaction, action twitter progressive act thanks all our guests for coming through today appreciate it y'all have to come back y'all can't just do this one time Y'all got to come back and, and let's do it again. Oh, definitely. Y'all will definitely welcome back to Progressive yeah. Action. You know, yeah. definitely. This was a, I enjoyed this show. Yeah, once again, remember, we had to redefine, not fall in line. Peace.